Hello, welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues, services, and activities of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we'll discuss the county's new Fairfax 50 Plus Community Action Plan. And with us today is Rich Chabot, the chairman of the Fairfax Area Commission on Aging. Rich moved to Fairfax County back in 1975, lives in the Annandale area, has a Ph.D. in education administration as well as organizational theory. And I'm already feeling extremely uh, dumb. Rich works as a consultant, also does a good deal of volunteering. He's president of the Red Fox Forest Civic Association, and he and his wife coordinate a medical transportation ministry at Holy Spirit Catholic Church. So busy young man you are, Rich. Thanks for uh, having time to be with us today. Well, Jim, thank you for inviting me. I'm going to talk about the uh, Fairfax Area Commission on Aging and uh, specifically the Fairfax 50-plus Community Action Plan. But before we do that, uh, Sin, we'll, we'll talk about the Commission on Aging. If you could kind of give our listeners a little, little bit of uh, uh, background, Rich, if you could. What is it and what does it do? Well, the Commission on Aging was created under the Older Americans Act of 1965. And the Older Americans Act created um, a network of senior serving entities starting at the federal government and working your way down to the local government. Mm. The actual commission, even though the act was passed in 65, the actual commission was created by action of the Board of Supervisors in 1973. And it has 12 members. And these members are appointed by the independent cities and supervisors in the county plus one at large appointee. The function of the commission is twofold. First off, it is responsible for not overseeing, that's a very important distinction, but mm -hmm. just advising the Area Agency on Aging, mm -hmm. and also for reviewing the, areas, the Area Agency on Aging's annual plan. But on another level, it's also responsible, and this is something that I really want to emphasize, mm -hmm. um, representing the interest of older adults in Fairfax County. Um, each of us who's appointed by a supervisor really has a responsibility within our bylaws to identify the needs of older adults specific to our supervisory jurisdiction. Hmm. And that's something that um, we're going to be emphasizing even much more with the 50-plus plan. Hmm. Okay. Now, I, I know you kind of hit on it that the, both the Fairfax Area Commission on Aging and the Area Agency on Aging are both mandated by the Federal Older Americans Act. Uh, there may be some of our folks listening that, that really like policy, legislation, and that kind of thing. Can you tell us briefly a little a bit about that legislation? Well, the Older Americans Act, as I said, was passed in 1965. It's a legacy of the Great Society, of Lyndon B. Johnson. And what it was intended to do was to provide for the social services, uh, with an emphasis particularly on nutritional services for older hmm. adults. Um, it created this fourfold level, starting with the... Um, administration on aging at the federal level, um, at state units on aging, and then down through the um, local area agency on agencies on aging and the commission on aging. Mm -hmm. It was basically subject to reauthorization and has been reauthorized, but only up to 2006. Um, that was a five-year reauthorization that ended in 2011. Since then, even though not reauthorized, it has been funded every year since. Um, I suspect probably... Um, with, with some issues, mm. but right now the funding level is about $1.93 billion, oh, wow. which goes to all states, tribal entities, and okay. the like. Well, you mentioned the reauthorization. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, Congress periodically, in its wisdom, I'm using that term in 
quotes, <laughs> has to um, reauthorize legislation that has a continual purpose. Mm. And in the case of the Older Americans Act, uh, it was deemed in the last cycle, that is the last cycle, 2006, that the reauthorization was to be for five years. This means the program continues and then the appropriations every year are made to the program based mm -hmm. on its legitimacy as right. a reauthorized program. But as I said, 2011 was the end of that reauthorization. Every year it comes right. up. Just get better yes. gets refunded. Yes. So. Okay. All right. Interesting. Let's let's move now, if we can, to the, the Fairfax 50-plus Community Action Plan, which we're going to be talking about today. Uh, simple question, uh, what is it? Tell me about the Fairfax 50-plus Community Action Plan. Well, first of all, one needs to know that it's not the first such plan in the county. The first one was in 2007. And at that particular time was perceived to be a pretty forward-thinking um, event. Mm -hmm. um, the goal is to create a more aging-friendly community. But I think in saying that, it's necessary to emphasize that the goal is also to create a community that's friendly to all ages, not just to older mm -hmm. people. Right. But the thing that is really driving the plan is demographics. Uh, in 2030, the 50-plus population is going to increase in Fairfax County by 19 percent. Hmm. The 65-plus population is going to increase by 51 percent. And the 70-plus population is going to increase by 55 percent. Hmm. Um, in fact, the fastest-growing segment of the population right now is the 85-plus population. Um, longevity, obviously, is um, something that's succeeding. <laughs> right. um, but the idea is that there are going to be services needed for these individuals as they age. And the goal is to anticipate the needs and to provide for them to the best of our ability. Mm. A lot of stats you threw out there, a lot of um, justification or, or need, I guess you could say, for, uh, for older adults. How, how was this information gathered? How was the plan developed? Well, we're particularly proud this year that in formulating the plan, we went to the community. And in 2013, between April and August, there were, there were 14 forums, public forums, hmm. where people were asked to provide their input on what they thought were the needs of older adults. Okay. People could also provide their input by telephone or by um, email. 750 people attended these forums. Wow. Uh, they were well attended, and the people were very articulate in expressing their needs. And in talking about these forums, I want to give... Um, Unbelievably due credit to um, Sharon Lynn and the staff of the Agency on Aging for organizing these. This was no mean logistical feat yeah. to put these things together and to then aggregate the data. After the forum data was aggregated, a steering committee was formed. And um, this steering committee was chaired by Pat Harrity, who is also chairman of the Older Adults Committee of the Board of Supervisors. I'm sure I don't have that name correct. Right. But Pat and John Cook are the um, chair and vice chair, respectively. Okay. And what happened was the steering committee met, the analysis of the things raised at the forums was performed by staff, and six cluster areas were basically identified. Services to seniors, community engagement, housing, state and safe and healthy communities, and transportation, and then a, another one on long-range trends. Mm -hmm. So we have these areas right. into which the input from the focus groups were clustered. Okay. What what you mentioned the input from the the public. I want to hit on that before we go too much further. Is there is there a way? I know you've got the six areas that were developed, but are were there 
certain issues or um, things that were brought up during these forums that you could share, maybe some examples? Well, the, the point is that when you look at the forum data, you'll see that what people did was we, ju- we just had a, a free form exercise hmm. where we asked people to list their concerns. And one of the values of these things, an unanticipated value, was the fact that it raised concerns that were addressed as a function of the fact that these things were being done now, like, for example, safe sidewalks. Um, people were concerned about mm-hmm. walkability, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. And we were able to tell people, or some people present were able to tell people, that the county itself is spending over a million dollars you know, on, on improvements to mm-hmm. sidewalks and mm-hmm. other ancillary mm-hmm. um, structures. So you have information given. But uh, I'm looking at one here, for example, um, the forum that was held at the Ravensworth Baptist Church. And people voted, so these things didn't get overwhelming support. But, for example, under Safe and Healthy Community, the one that got the most support was provide information on telephone scams um, Hmm. that people could be um, made aware of. And interestingly, that is one of the initiatives, ultimately, that came out of the the steering committee. So we did listen and we did hear, but the aggregation of the data was a, was a great oh, challenge yeah. Yeah. because of just the variability of the way people express sure, their needs. Sure, um, What What were those six initiatives, again, that the plan's going to address? Okay, well, they're not initiatives. These are clusters. Okay. okay. Services for seniors, long-range trends, community engagement, housing, safe and healthy community, and transportation. Okay. Now, it's my understanding that this 50, uh, Fairfax 50-plus Community Action Plan has been adopted by the Board of Supervisors. That's correct. It was adopted on September 23rd of this okay. year. So the board checks off on it. They, they sign off on it. They say, good job, great plan. Now, now what happens? Well, first of all, looking at the semantics, this is not a plan in the traditional sense. These, this is a document which contains 31 initiatives in six areas that are perceived to be or to have utility for dealing with future needs of the older adult population. Okay, Okay, so the plan contains 31 initiatives. In addition to adopting the plan, the Board of Supervisors empowered the Commission on Aging to be the entity that would oversee the plan and would report back to the board. So you have a structure where each of the initiatives has a champion. That's Mm, the person that's going to be responsible for implementing the initiative. you you have a county liaison who's going to work with that person to make sure that the county resources that such as they are are available to that champion. And then you have an advocate on the Commission on Aging. But the other thing that's really interesting here is the fact that these initiatives are not really going to, going to happen in any type of lockstep because some of them are what you would call low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. In other words, we had a job fair last year that was put on here at the uh, government center, and that's one of the initiatives to, in- okay. to assist in helping older adults find employment. Okay, That's done. We have one called Envy Rides, which is to increase options such as the ministry that my wife and I coordinate mm-hmm. for people to get rides to medical appointments and other. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's already been funded, actually. But the other thing is that we were charged by um, Supervisor Herity, and this is a very intelligent view as far as I'm concerned, that any initiative that was accepted had to be actionable. That is, you mm-hmm. had to be able to do it, right. affordable. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, he, what, he, what he meant with a wink and a smile <laughs> was basically couldn't assume the county was going to pay for it. Right. So public-private partnership is a real important feature of this. And 
attainable. Um, something could be actionable and affordable, but it could be so unrealistic. And I mean, for example, I'm working on one right now, which involves cooperatives. Okay, now okay. there'll be a phase where we'll determine the feasibility of the applicability of that concept to a particular problem. If it's not feasible, that initiative will cease. Hmm. It's also possible that there will be initiatives that will come to the fore that will be entered into the plan during the okay. the actual active process. Okay, living living plan. A living, it's living, a living, living document. Yeah. That is very important to understand. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned public-private partnerships a minute ago in the, in in your answer. Does that mean that you're looking for residents, organizations, nonprofits, businesses to get involved? Most definitely. Okay. Most definitely. That that is almost essential. Okay. Um, I almost said the word burden, but it's not. The, the opportunities that are presented by the needs of older adults are such that it's not going to take just the county. I mean, the county cannot be perceived as doing all things for all people. It's got to be a an effort where you utilize resources wherever you can find them. So, for example, um, and this is not one under the plan, but I just give it to you as an example. Um, the Northern Virginia... Northern Virginia Community Foundation, mm -hmm. on its own, funded the development of a trends document on older adults in Fairfax County. Um, this is something normally the county does excellent demographic research. Here was a supplemental piece of work mm -hmm. done totally on the, um, you know, on the nickel right. of the community foundation. Right. So it's, it's collaborations like that that are going to be the thing that really makes this plan both viable and also um, – Fiscally attainable. Mm -hmm. Okay. If someone's listening right now and they're, they're, they're 50 plus themselves or they're not or they're personally interested in getting involved in helping or they're in their business or nonprofit and want to get involved or they just want to get more information, is, is there what – I guess the simple question, how can folks get more information about the plan? Well, there obviously is the county website. Um, and the county website on the homepage contains access under the topic older adults mm -hmm. to the plan. But Grace Lynch has put out a, a beautiful brochure um, describing the plan in two rather large pages. And on there is a phone number. Then the phone number basically is one you can call to find out more about the 50-plus plan. It's 703-324-7948. Mm -hmm. So one can call if they want to get involved. And on the um, county website, if you look at the 50-plus plan, you'll see um, detailed descriptions of each of the initiatives. So if something strikes you as something you want to get involved in, hmm. um, it's there. Right. It's up to you to call. Okay. We're having a conversation with Rich Chabot, the chairman of the Fairfax Area Commission on Aging. And, Rich, before we uh, run out of time, I, I know there was a, a lot of questions, a lot of information here. There's probably some things I should have asked that I haven't. Uh, final thoughts uh, from you, anything someone listening should know about the Fairfax 50-plus Community Action Plan? I've worked in planning on and off for a good part of my career. And I think people look sometimes rather cynically at plans as documents that are created with a lot of, um, a lot of anticipation, and then they amount to very little because they are not really actively implemented. Mm. Uh, all I can say is that there is a commitment, I believe, from the Board of Supervisors on down, and particularly through the Commission and the agency, that this plan will be a living document, will be dynamic, will be something that guides our actions, mm -hmm. um, and not simply something that was an exercise to be put away right. until the next planning process is scheduled. 
And in that regard, I think people, if they get involved in it, can have faith that not necessarily that every initiative will be implemented, but that the intent of the plan is to make us smarter as regards how we meet the needs of older adults. Because these people are there, the number will increase, and there's an inevitability that we have to address. Mm-hmm. So, And hopefully each and every one of us and our listeners someday will all be 50-plus. That could happen. <laughs> Rich Chabot, the chairman of the Fairfax Area Commission on Aging, has been our uh, guest with us today on the Fairfax 50-plus podcast. And, Rich, thanks for, uh, for the time and the information. Jim, thank you very much for giving us the opportunity. And if you would like to get more information on county services and recreation for older adults as well as the plan, you can call 703-324-7948. The TTY number is 711, or you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults. From there, you're just uh, one click away from the Fairfax Community Action 50-plus plan page. And you can also call 703-324-5720 to discuss ways to become involved with the plan. I want to thank you again for listening to Fairfax 50-plus, which is produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.